the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. I'm Jim Hacking. And I'm Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, Tyson. I've had quite the Corona adventure. As you know, I got exposed to my son who, who had Corona. He went into isolation at San Diego state. Luckily he's doing well. He had very, very mild symptoms. He just got out of isolation yesterday. I've been stuck at home for the last 10 days or so. And I'm here until Friday, I get to go back to the office. So I've been surprisingly productive here at the house. And I have to say, I'm sort of enjoying working from home because I have to you know, it's one thing to do it optionally, but then to really go through it where you have to for basically two weeks, it's, it's pretty interesting. And I've learned a lot. Is this where James O hacking the third announces that he's closing down all of his offices, no San Diego office, no St. Louis office, and he's going to go completely virtual. In fact, just the opposite. You know, I heard, I was listening to a podcast the other day and business owner was having that same discussion. And she said that she really is tired of talking to people through screens all the time. And she's really looking forward to getting back into the rigmarole of the hustle and bustle of an office and the, the uh, spontaneity and the serendipity of interactions that you have with coworkers. And, and I have to agree with her, especially having been isolated here for these last 10 days. Yeah, it really is interesting, like what you miss, right? Like it is what <laughs> you take for granted and it, it, the, the whole idea of being able to go to the office space is taken for granted. The, the ability to go out and just see and talk to people. It's just like, it, it will be so nice whenever we can just walk around town and see people without masks and actually talk to them and stand next to them and shake hands. It's, it's something that uh, I certainly miss. I'm sure everyone else does, but we do have a guest this week. So you want to introduce our guests? Yeah. So again, we have such a strong connection in Northeast Ohio. I don't know how this happened, but <laughs> it's great. It's great. I think we have more fans in Ohio and in Atlanta than we have in St. Louis. It's probably because people here are sort of sick of us. But our guest today is Nick Weiss. He's originally from Maine. Now he lives in Cleveland Heights, where he represents families, individuals, businesses, and nonprofits throughout Northeast Ohio. His business focus is in hemp and CBD law in Ohio. Nick, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. 
All right, Nick. So I really want to know how you got into this part of uh, th- this type of law because it's really interesting. It's something that's spreading across Missouri as well. Um, there's a there's a lot of litigation going on with it in, in Missouri. So you may have opportunities across the country pretty soon. But tell us about your journey and how you got to to this practice area. So uh, that was almost completely random. Back in 2016, uh, Ohio passed the medical marijuana statute that was going to go in in place in 2018 and we're going to have a fully up and running medical marijuana program and uh, my then boss uh, said uh, you're going to learn what's in this and you're going to go to a chamber of commerce meeting and tell everyone what's what's in this so i did probably three or four hours of research going through the statute and then did a presentation to all the chamber of commerce meeting everyone who was present and uh, one of my co-presenters Uh, was someone I had gone to law school with, and he was the dean of the Cleveland School of Cannabis and uh, recruited me to come teach classes there while we were working in the hemp and and CBD area. And then he eventually left the school and recruited me to be general counsel for for his company that he was starting on a part-time basis and uh, and be a co-founder. So I kind of snuck in that route. His name's Jacob Wagner, and and he pulled me into the hemp and CBD space. And so how about even before that, like when you were in law school, what, why did you want to go to law school? Why did you want to become a lawyer? And then how did that transition up until you were working for that retailer? So for uh, why I wanted to go to law school is my family, um, particularly my, my aunt and my mom, both of them got taken for a ride in, in family law matters. And I remember even, you know, I was quite young for both of those things. Um, but uh, my, my thought was we just didn't have anyone who could advocate for them in the family or anyone that they knew. And so that was my motivation. That's why I got into family law, which is actually the main practice area that I do. And, and what I focused on as you know, going through law school and then immediately after law school, the, the retailer that I referenced was Sterling Jewelers. They have their their international headquarters in, in Fairlawn, Ohio, and they own Jared and uh, K Jewelers and Zales and all those guys. Uh, and I had done quite a bit of consumer law uh, at my first job uh, at Fanger and Associates. And so they had me handling the defense there for consumer suits against different jewelers and some of the employment stuff, either doing the cases myself or, or managing outside counsel, that kind of stuff. And then from there, left again to go uh, to a, a firm in Chagrin Falls called the Gertzberg Law Firm, where I was back in private practice, and then went out, started on my own back in February, which is my second time trying to start my own firm and doing this. I tried once in 2017 uh, and couldn't get it to work, um, and so went back in and worked for someone else. And, uh, but uh, we started again, and it seems to be working really well this time. So Nick, tell us about the structure of your firm um, and like, so who's in it? And then do you, do you build by the hour? Is it flat rate? How's all that work? So the structure of the firm is it's just me sharing office space with uh, my old boss, uh, Mark Turner, who, and, and we technically have separate entities, but we, we basically do everything together. I do most of my stuff by the hour. If it's, uh, if it's simpler probate or, or family law issues like a dissolution or a divorce. I, I can pretty much predict where it's going to go. I'll do a flat fee. And for my consumer law cases, I will usually do some kind of mixed representation or I'll take a flat fee up front to write the demand or, 
or filed a complaint and then take a contingency after that. So I got a, depending on the area of law, I've got a couple of different financial arrangements that I go into with clients. Nick, um, you mentioned that you started your firm once before and it didn't work. And I'm wondering what lessons you learned, what, why you think it didn't work and what lessons you learned that are maybe helping you now with the second incarnation of your firm. So the, the lessons I learned from the first one was that I had absolutely no clue how to drive my own client base, not none whatsoever. And I thought I could get by pushing for referrals, working for other people on the side, doing like contract-based representation while I grew my own client base. But it just, it did not work, what I was trying to do there. And, you know, we, we had bills to pay, we had other stuff coming up. I think I tried it for about four months trying to make it work and was getting absolutely nowhere. And so I, I, I think that that failure to market and that failure to put resources into that avenue was why that really trashed because the actual structure of the firm and the resources I work has not changed since once I did it the first time in 2017 using Clio and LawPay and a couple of the other different free programs and all that stuff. And so when I went back to work for Gertzberg, the guy was a marketing machine. I stole a lot of his ideas. Will Norman who is another attorney here in Northeast Ohio. He's a, he's a criminal attorney, and he's probably the reason why you have such a big fan base in, uh, in Northeast Ohio, pushes everyone he can to become a member of Maximum Lawyer. And so we stole liberally from the ideas here and doing that stuff. And, and it's been far more successful since I started stealing other people's ideas rather than trying to come up with them on my own. One of our most listened to episodes is actually Will Norman. And there's two of them, actually. Um, it was such a, we did two different episodes with him and uh, they were, they were very well listened to. So yeah, pretty interesting stuff. And he's also a member of the guild. So I, here's my question about what you do. Like, I, and this is someone that I don't know jack about CBD law and, and hemp law and all that kind of stuff. All I know is that some States are passing law saying it's okay. Some are saying it's not still but you feel, I feel like you've got like this big ax hanging over your head with like the federal government that could come down at any time and say, you're done, quit playing around. We're, we're going to come in. So I guess, how do you practice in that environment? With just a basic sense of terror at all times. Uh, that's, I mean, you're absolutely right. Um, you know, hemp is not nearly as, as difficult to work with as, as marijuana is. We got the 2018 farm bill to give us all kinds of protections and then the different states gave additional protections after that. But even then, you're, you're, not, really, you're not really safe. The DEA just came out with an, an interim final rule on extraction and, and processing of hemp, where if you read it literally, it makes the entire industry illegal. And so that's what we're, one of the things and one of the challenges we're working with right now. So you, you have to be aware that the asteroid exists that's coming to blow everything up. But you also have to take that as just a calculated risk that this will probably get resolved. And so it's business as usual for now until someone comes and shuts us down. Let's take a break for a word from our sponsor. Thanks to our sponsor, Smith AI. Smith AI is a superior receptionist service for law firms trusted by many maximum lawyers, including me. At my immigration firm, The Hacking Law Practice, Smith AI's friendly U.S.-based receptionists respond to potential clients in English and in Spanish. They screen and schedule new leads. They even take payment for our consults. Best part is that they don't just handle these conversations by phone. They have this great new chatbot feature that feeds right into their live agents. 
So they're chatting while, or they're talking on the phone, both at the same time, they serve as our friendly gatekeepers while my team and I work uninterrupted. We get new clients and we get work done. How awesome is that? If you're in a small or solo firm, I know you'll appreciate this. Smith AI now offers 24 seven virtual receptionist service, answering calls, website chats, texts, and Facebook messages. That's been really good for us. We've uh, gotten a couple of cases from our Saturday chats. I'm really amazed at how many people, A, don't understand that they're talking to a bot, and B, how flexible it is when they can then bump over to, if they've you know picked their own adventure and gotten to a live person. It's 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 pretty. The conversion on it's been pretty good. Hey, let me start. ask you something, Jimmy. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, we're going to do this like, like Tony Kornheiser does it. They interrupt all the time. during. Yeah, the- that's fine. I'm used to it now. So, cause I want you to memorize this thing, this thing at some point, <laughs> pull it off. But do you have them take payments for your clients? For consult, just for consult. Okay. Like, so how does that work? Like what, like they charge they- an extra, they charge an extra dollar for that. Um, but they, it's all set up with Stripe and they just take the credit card information and it goes straight into your account. Mm-hmm. Interesting. That's really interesting how they open. Okay. Keep going. Sorry. Just, I was just curious. The cool thing is, so, so when we first started working with them, they were, we were using lead docket and they had never used, they had never integrated with lead docket. But the cool thing is on their end, their receptionists always interact with the Smith AI interaction or interface. And then they have it all mapped out. So they mapped out a connection to push the data into lead docket for me that they have it for pipe drive. Now they have it for most CRMs. So if you're, and the, the cool thing was they didn't have it for lead docket and it just took them about a day or two to knock that out. So if you're using some CRM that maybe is a little off the beaten track, they can still set it up. So it's cool because that way their receptionists are used to just dealing their way and they do it really fast. Anyway, let me finish up. Oh, that's really cool. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, like that's, that's, I was talking to somebody about Filebind yesterday and they, they're like always adapting. I think that that's cool. That's good. So plans start at just $70 a month for calls and a hundred dollar a month for chats. They even offer a totally free chat bot. So there's no excuse. Try Smith AI today and see for yourself why attorneys like me say Smith AI receptionists are the secret to business growth. Smith AI offers a free trial and maximum lawyer listeners get an extra $100 discount with promo code MAXLAW100. That's M-A-X-L-A-W-100. Sign up and learn more at www.smithai. Trust me when I say don't let another day go by. Try Smith AI. Use the code, people. Yeah. I don't know if anybody, I guess if these people use the code, I, I haven't heard much about that lately. Have I haven't you? either, but if the, if use the code, use it, you get, you get free money. So Nick, you said that you're doing, so you're doing family law and you're doing the hemp uh, and CBD work. How do you sort of balance the two? And is it hard to integrate <laughs> multiple, multiple practice areas into an operating firm? So I balance those poorly. And you're right, they have almost nothing to do with one another. And so it's a lot of, of switching gears. I, uh, I refer a bunch of my family law clients to uh, different medical marijuana practitioners and do that. We've got a nice referral source going through there, but that's about as close as I get to having any kind of, of overlap in those two practice areas. All right. So tell me this, where, where are you headed with this, with your, with your firm? Are you, are you looking to stay small? Are you looking to grow? I mean, are you, uh, what, what are your plans long-term? So my plans long-term are to grow the firm by, uh, by merging with a couple of other attorneys who I'm already in talks to, to do that because we have complementary practice areas. And I think we work really well together. 
and try to take advantage of some of those cost savings. So like right now, whether that happens or not, I, I desperately need to hire someone to do phones, do bailing, that kind of stuff. And basically, if everyone I've, I've talked to, whether the attorneys here in Northeast Ohio say that's a lot easier if you're splitting the cost, splitting the work with someone else. I'd really like to have the same size of firm that I left from. It was an eight-person firm. We had about six staff, and I was really comfortable in, in that kind of organization where it was still small, it was still nimble, um, but we could handle some larger cases too. Nick, what's the biggest thing that you struggle with? What, what could we help you with? Oh, boy. Um, so I have got to figure out a better way to delegate tasks that either I shouldn't be doing or don't want to do. So you mentioned Smith AI, for example. James Hux, who is another member of the Guild and, uh, and a practitioner in Northeast Ohio, basically every time we refer something to one another, he, tell, he asks me if I have uh, actually purchased Smith AI yet. So that's one of the things there. I've got to get someone answering my phones. I've got to get someone doing the mailing. I've got to get someone doing a lot of this non-billable stuff so that I can focus on, on fulfilling clients. You know, with, with the marketing aspects, I'm actually fine right now with my total number of clients. It's actually being able to appropriately manage them and service them where I'm struggling because I'm spending too much time doing other stuff. So here's, here's my question, because you just rattle off a few different things. Sure. Um, which of those is the most urgent? That's the first question. But what is stopping you from implementing those things? I mean, what's holding you back? I and mean, you know you've got to do it, so why aren't you doing it? Yeah, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, I'll get around to it. I'll look at the, the systems. I'll do, it, I'll do a review. And then I'm like, oh, but I have to work on this brief or something else. And I, I got to get that done. So I, I think it's probably just a mental block at this point where no, it's a lack of other things. things. No, it's a yeah. lack of focus. You, you don't have your goals written down every single day. And that's why you're not doing it. You've got to put them on your calendar and start doing it. Sorry to interrupt you, but you got to, you got, that, that's what you got to start doing. You've got to start putting these things on the calendar. So you start doing, cause that's what happens. You you're something urgent, quote unquote, urgent comes up and you set all the important stuff aside. Does that sound right? Am I right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So why do you think that is? I, d I don't know. I feel like, you know, something will come up and be like, Oh my God, I have to do this. I'm the only one to do this. If I don't do it right now, it won't get done. So like in the past, but so I tried to set out time to do Google Calendar and all that stuff. And, and that works for like arranging phone calls and, and other things. But for some reason, when I set out time to do like two hours of work on X, that seems to get less priority than, than the incoming phone call asking me to do something. It sounds like you need some help. Like you need some, some people to fill, you, you need filters between you and the outside world so that you can, because the thing is only Nick can do that. Anybody can answer your phones. Right. Anybody can open the mail. Anybody can deal with an incoming client inquiry. And, you know, I think that we've been kicking around a phrase here with my wife lately about being a victim to the tyranny of the urgent. Like if you, if you think about Stephen Covey and the four quadrants of things that are, you know, important, um, but not urgent. That's where you want to be spending most of your time. But too often we spend things, spend our time on things that are urgent, either things that are important that are urgent or even things that aren't important, but are urgent. So I think that it might be helpful to 
to I, Tyson would say just block out the time, but I think, and I do think that's important, but I think there might be something more going on where if you could get someone to act as a buffer for you, like literally a, a, I've been talking to my wife about this cause she has, she, she jumps into the urgent too. Like literally having someone outside her door, physically outside her door to keep people from coming in and to keep phone calls from coming in. And also what's going to happen is to keep emails from coming in. So I think that really is going to help you find that space. And now with me, just real quick with me, Tyson often chastises me because I'm more comfortable doing those little hits that give me that dopamine right away, as opposed to doing that long-term thinking. So it's, it's, it's simple, but it's not easy. Mm -hmm. What well, does that resonate? Yes, strongly. Yes. Um, uh, I, I like the phrase, the tyranny of the urgent. I hadn't heard that before. So, uh, I mean, let's, let's kind of work through this a little bit more. What are you going to commit to? Like, what are you going to commit to getting off your plate and, and creating that buffer? I'm going to commit to having at the very least someone or something answering the phones for me and taking messages and doing that. I've been putting it off for basically since we started, but it is easily my biggest um, distraction and time suck. What steps are you going to take this week to do that? I'm going to look through the options on Smith AI, particularly, or another answering service and pick one and just do it. And I can probably get all that done by Friday. All right. And I'm going to call you out. I'm going to, I'm going to publicly call you out if you don't get it done. So okay. I've done it before and I'll do it. <laughs> this, is, this is what we do in the guild every week. So this is a Monday. You tell us what you're putting off and on Friday we check to make sure you did it. Got it. All right, Jimbo. Sorry. I didn't mean to bogart it. You're up next. No, it's all good. I mean, I think this is, this is helpful. I mean, I don't know if you know Will's former partner Ziad, but Ziad and I talk about this all the time. He, he loves to do too many things. And I, I honestly think, that most of us, most law firms, and this is another quote that haunts me, and it comes from a, an old podcast that Tyson and I did with a guy named Ali Bilson, and he said that most businesses do not have the capacity to meet their opportunity, and that you know we, we, we're missing out, actually, by not having someone answer our phone. We're missing out by doing too many things that are just like right now, right now, right now, instead of thinking, how do I grow the firm? How do I make my systems better? How do I give myself some space to get the important things done. No, Nick, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I can, I can see that particularly because all of this stuff is stuff I don't actually want to be doing. I know I should be working on the, the bigger long-term stuff, but especially for right now, uh, I feel like if, if I don't do it, I will miss out on that opportunity on that call with a client on something else. And so I know I've got to get someone else to, to help me with that, or I'm going to get a ton of small opportunities, but, but miss on the bigger ones. That's right. You're missing your, what is Dan Kennedy says? You're walking past diamonds to pick up pennies. Yeah. Look at you, Jimbo, just dropping quotes. left. There's, and there's metaphors all over the place. I, know, <laughs> I, think, I think Tyson, I think we need to go to Ohio. I think that's all there is to it. We just need to go to Ohio. Absolutely. And have a North, uh, we'll, we'll call it the Will, the Will Norman annual mastermind. And we'll just get Will Eady and Chuck Boyk and all of our Ohio friends. We'll get Nick to come. And we'll just solve all the world's problem. <laughs> I like the idea of naming after Will Norman. I like it. I mean, hell, that's where Dan Kennedy lives in Cleveland. Oh, that'd be so great. 
That'd be so good. All right. So Jimbo, we do need to wrap things up. Um, so before I do, I want to remind everyone, go to the Facebook group, get involved there. Um, join us in the guild. If you're interested, go to maximumlawyer.com. And as you're listening to the, the remainder of this episode, if you'll just kind of go down into your, into your app, whichever one you're listening to and go to the review section and hit five stars and give us a nice little comment. It would be wonderful. We would really appreciate it. It helps us spread the love. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? Well, you know, I love coming up with hacks that, that achieve things before you Tyson think of them. And one of my greatest ones was finding someone to sort and process my email. You were banging your head on the wall for six months after I was longer than that, baby, 10 years. But right. After I got out of the email game, you and I, you got all fired up one day and decided just to do that. Now we're going to have a presentation in the big group. I think towards the end of the month where your email sorter and my email sorter, Lauren are going to be on the call and they're going to talk about how they do this. But I can't think of a better system improvement for any of our members. I mean, when you and I talk about this in the guild, people go crazy. Like they're like, what? There's no way I got to see my email. I got to check it every hour. I something like Nick said, something might slip through. Right. But if you set up your systems correctly, there's no reason why you can't be free to do email half an hour a day at, at the most. No, it's your, it's your whole who, not how thing. And it's what's happening is so Natasha, she goes through my email and she, it, it gets to the right people. Like ninety. 9% of my emails are really directed towards someone else in my firm that someone else in my ha- firm is going to be handling it. So she just gets it to the right person. And then I address the things that I need to address. They're all, they're all labeled and coded the right way. So I, I know I can go look at a red or a green. It's a red, yellow, or blue check in my, in my G uh, suite and see exactly what I need to address. The red ones I need to address right away. Yellow are just whenever they're more like just, my fun stuff. And then blues, like you need to look at it, but you don't need to respond right away. So yeah, it is. I think you're right. It is, it is almost as important as someone answering the phones. I'll, I'll go that far. It is that important. So I think I, I'm glad you did it because it pushed me to do it. Otherwise, honestly, I'd still be checking my own email and, it, and I wouldn't be responding. I'd be getting emails. Like, hey, did you see my email from last week? And I don't get that anymore. So this, I just looked it up on the calendar. It's going to be September 29th at 2 p.m. Central. It's called Outsourcing Your Inbox. And you're not even going to have to listen that much to Tyson and I. It's going to be Lauren and what's your person's name? Natasha. Natasha, going through your emails. They're going, you know, sorting emails and sending them on their merry way. It is so, so fantastic. All right. Enough about your hack. Nick, <laughs> what is your tip or hack of the week? Oh boy. Uh, I'm going to steal the one that I have been given, which is uh, commit to taking something off of your plate that you've been putting off to make your life easier. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Um, it's like that item in your garage that you walk by every single day that you, at, you know, six months ago, you meant to do something with it. But at this point now you're just numb to it and you just keep walking by it and keep walking by it and keep walking by it and nothing gets done. Just go freaking put that thing away, man. Just go put it in, in its place and you'll never look at it again. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad you're committing to it because it, yeah. it, it, will, it will change your life. I'm not kidding. Having someone answer your phones, man, is going to be so much better. I mean, you, know what, you know what it's like. You've worked at a bigger firm before. You know what it's like. You've got that buffer. So yeah. um, good. I'm glad you're going to do that. 
All right. So um, I talk a lot about case analysis. Um, it's caseanalysis.com. They give all these free CLEs with really uh, great trial lawyers. Um, they had David Ball. David Ball's not a trial lawyer, but they have David Ball on this week uh, for, for those of you that do criminal defense. Um, they're doing a lot of criminal defense stuff this week. But last week they had someone on, and I'm, I'm drawing a blank as to what his name was, but he, he recommended a bunch of books, and I already, I already ordered all of them and got them delivered by Sunday. And one of them was called Power Questions by Andrew Sobel and Gerald Panis. Um, and it's Power Questions, Build Relationships with New Business and Influence Others. And it's, it really, I actually thought it was going to be like a list of questions you could use. It kind of is that, but it also gives the meaning behind it. And so I haven't had a chance to read through all of it, but I did flip through it to the point where I, I got a lot of gr- really good ideas on how you can reshape some of the questions that you ask. And so it's a really cool book. And so I, I really recommend it, Power Questions. And the way, the, the reason why I wanted to use it, use it is so whenever I'm asking questions on cross or even on direct examination, there's, I just want to get a better way of asking some questions because you can always improve. And that's, that's why I got it. And it's, it's, it's really helpful. So Nick, thanks so much for coming on. This has been a real fun episode. I really appreciate coming on. All right. Thank you so much for having me guys. Bye fellas. Thank you. See you gents. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your hosts and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.